no access yes. to our families, to our children. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we declare the name of Jesus over all that we are, all that we do, over our families, over our homes, over our children, over our children's children. Jesus is Lord. Amen? Amen. Every chain broken. Every chain broken. Every addiction broken. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you believe it, say amen. If you believe it, walk out of here today in victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so now the children can gleefully exit for the classroom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we've been, for the past few weeks, I see some uh, new faces, and I'm so uh, grateful for that. And I know I want to just invite, as we go to prayer together here in a moment, I want to... Uh, Thank uh, and cry out to our brothers and sisters in the Philippines, the saints in the Philippines who are listening pretty regularly. We love you. We pray for you. We're going to include you in our prayers, and we hope that you include uh, us in yours. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, thank you for this time that we have together, Lord. You knew who would be here today. You knew who would be watching or listening. So, Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive the truth. Lord, that truly, truly a new anointing, a fresh touch, Father, is what we desire because of your word. Let the yoke be broken. Let the anointing break the yoke in Jesus' name. Any stronghold of the enemy in Jesus' name, we declare it broken, not because of us and not because of our power, but because of you, Jesus. Your power, your anointing. Holy Spirit, anoint us that we may speak the things of God. Anoint us that we may receive the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're talking now about contending uh, for the faith. And again, uh, just to share with you, we started, uh, I I just, this is one of my favorite scriptures. I just continue to be there. I guess, guess it's in my season of life and maybe in the season that we're all living in. And those of us who have been, have been born again and understand the spiritual realm, understand this scripture. Uh, It's out of Jude. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith. So we've been through a lot of this about the faith versus our faith and so on and so forth. I won't be repeating any of that, but I do want to go back and point out to you, contend, what that means. And, and you know, I I try to practice these words because they're written in Greek and the pronunciation, it's uh, epagonizome. Epagonizome is that word contend. Epagonizome. Epagonizome, or it's a mizani. Epagonizome. It, it's, it, the, there, there's that little ep in front of it. It's uh, agonizome. Agonizome is where we get our word agony or agonize. That's where our English word comes from. So you can kind of understand a little bit what that word actually means just by knowing that. But uh, undergo great mental anguish through worrying or or you're just concerned about something, and it's something that, you know, it's on your mind, it's on your heart, and it's causing you the anguish. Come on. Now, those of you who have children, those of you who have children, uh, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. 
And those of you young people who maybe uh, are going through some stuff at school or maybe some peers, uh, maybe uh, whatever it is that you're going through, maybe you're, you're being bullied or maybe uh, there's some things that are happening in school, I want to tell you something, young people. Those of us who are adults have been through it, and so we may not, uh, in being through it, we know that you can, you'll come out okay, just trust in Jesus, but in no way, if anything that I say makes it sound like we minimize that, I do not minimize that. Your feelings and the things that you're going through, they're real, just as real as those of us who are adults feel like the things that we're going through are real. They are real. But I want to tell you, just as much as Jesus loves you, He's going to be with you right in the middle of your agony, your anguish, whatever it is that you're suffering, whatever those things are that you're concerned about, Jesus is just as concerned about that as you are, and He's right in the middle of it to help you through it. Amen? So all of my young people, man... Contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. Yeah, for the faith. So now, my brother and sister, to go back, so let, let's just look at this. We exhort you, or he says, I wanted to exhort you, to, to, to encourage you, to, to tell you, to contend. You know, there's going to be this anguish. There's going to be this, 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 this mental thing that you're going to have to, to go through, these, these mental gymnastics. And I'm really good for that. That's one of the reasons why I'm a little bit late today is because I'm going through these... Me- God, is this really what you want me to say? And I'm praying and I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, what, what could I say to make, the, to make it really real to them, Lord? Instead, uh, yeah, I go through these... Me- is, is it going to mean as much to them as it does to me, Lord? And I'm, I'm going through these mental gymnastics, this contention, if you will, contending. But to undergo synonyms for this would be worry. You're, you're worried. Wrestle with yourself. As I just described, I'm going through these mental gymnastics. Anxious, uneasy, brood. All of these things are, are, are part of that contending. Contending. So now, my brothers and sisters, I want to ask you, <clears throat> what are you contending for? What are you contending with? Because in this scripture, the Word of God is telling us we should be contending earnestly for the faith. Amen? Amen? Okay. So now, look at what it says. I want to just remind you in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. See, my brothers and sisters, remember, we're, concern, we're contending earnestly for the faith and part of our teaching to this point in this series has been about this warfare and fighting a good warfare. It's, it's about, you know, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities, which we'll see in a minute. Uh, the weapons of our warfare, Corinthians, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. We battle not, right? Come on, it's all about this spiritual battle that we find ourselves in. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go back to um, Ephesians uh, chapter 6 beginning in verse 10. I'll read, but if you want to read along, please do. In verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, there's that word wrestle, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand evil in the day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which, is, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. 
and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, capital S, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen? Amen. So God, please help us through this now as we break this down. My brothers and my sisters, I'm going to go right to verse 12 here. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So, so look, at this word wrestle is not the same word as contend, but it's kind of the same meaning to the, to the extent that wrestle truly does mean to be, be in contestation with, to wrestle, to grapple with. That, that's what this word, out of the Greek, it's, it's truly meaning that. So we're fighting this war, we're wrestling, we're, in content, we're contending for the faith. It's all part of this battle. Come on. See, see, we're in this warfare just because we're believers and the prince and the power of the air is an en- enemy of God, period. So we're automatically, just, because, just by being virtue of being a believer, we're in this warfare. And we, have, and we feel this tension, we should feel this tension, all the time. If you're not feeling the tension, my brothers and sisters, that, that means that you've succumbed to the world, that you're, you're going ahead and you're okay with being part of it. Okay? And, and maybe you're half-stepping. I had the occasion this week to, to talk with a young person. I praise God for it. Told me that they were in Revelation and they were in the letters and kind of talked a little bit. I will get, what do those letters mean? Where are, it speaks to different, uh, uh, different times in the church age. It also speaks to it's us as individuals, all of those characteristics, amen? And what do you think about the church of Laodicea? Well, okay, that's, that, that's one of those things where they're, they're part of the culture and at the same time being trying to be the body of Christ or part of the body of Christ. And, and you can't be, right? Okay, so just to, I, I, I don't want to press on that too hard, but that's where we're suffering. That's where the church, our modern day church is suffering. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against... See, and that's that word, my brothers and sisters, if you go back and you look at uh, contending, contend, to struggle for. So our, our battle, it's not wrestling. How many... Anybody in this, young people, anybody older, know anything? Not the wrestling on TV. Not, I'm not talking about the WWE stuff. I'm not talking about the showman stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you ever see college or high school wrestling matches? No? Anybody ever wrestle? Yeah. Got a couple of wrestlers in here. Man, anybody? That's, so you'll know. You know what that's like. I mean, when you're... That's some of the hardest six minutes you'll ever... I have ever experienced physically in my life. You know, and some of those practices for those matches were brutal. I mean, I'm standing there, Luke, I mean, some of us who've been through that, you'll understand. You're in that circle and that coach is just ordering a new guy at you every two minutes. You're facing a new guy and they're fresh and, you're, and they're putting all of their energy against all of yours. And by that second or third guy, they're fresh and you're, it's a struggle. Come on, you, are you hearing me? Are you feel, I say, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to paint a picture for you. I'm trying to tell you that this Christian walk that we're walking, it is a struggle. He told us to endure hardship. 
He didn't say when you become born again, it's going to be smooth as sailing, it's going to be sunshine and lollipops, but oh then, then count me in. And, and Michelle has been careful to tell me, when you say this to young people, you're going to turn them off. And I know what she meant by that. I've got to say it properly. So let me say it properly. Yes, it's a struggle, but you're not in it alone. Yes, it's a struggle, but my brothers and sisters, we get the advantage of knowing we win. So it doesn't matter how tough it gets in the middle of that battle, we already know how it turns out. Endure. Endure. Hallelujah. All you have to do is keep fighting because it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how beat you are. doesn't matter how tired you are. doesn't matter what they say. doesn't matter what they do. Just keep fighting because you win. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So fight this fight and it's against these powers. It's a spiritual battle. Sometimes I wish it was physical because I'm, maybe I could just grab them and choke them out or something. You know, just something. Maybe I could use one of the old moves. Why are y'all laughing at me? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we would, man, let's just go ahead and fight this thing and get it over with. You ever feel that way? Come on, devil, show yourself. Let me go ahead and... I'll do the Muhammad Ali thing. Maybe I'll just go ahead and... Oh, if it was only that. But it's not that. And look at the way it attacks you, my brothers and my sisters. There's some people in this room that are going through... And and I I don't care who you are. If you're a born-again Christian, I mean, if you're truly born again, what I'm saying to you, you're going to know is true. You know, sometimes... It's not a question of my brothers and sisters, what God is doing to me or not doing to me or for me as it were. It's got everything to do with being in this world and looking at some of the people that we love and some of the things that they're going through and the, th- and the torture, for lack of a better term, for that mental, um, those mental gymnastics that we're going through in our minds. Come on. When we're thinking about our loved ones, our children, our children's children, our nephews, nieces, just some people that God has put in our atmosphere that we have a heart for. And, and that's why, and my brothers and sisters, and we're going through those mental gymnastics. That, see, see are, you, are you feeling me now? And we're agonizing over these things. And it's, and it's okay because God says, okay, now you've got to contend for the faith. That's the reason why you're in that person's life. is so that you now can get to business and fight this battle spiritually. Amen? Fight this battle spiritually. Oh, and they may not even want to listen to a word you say. But you fight the battle spiritually. We're not battling. See, you don't look at that person. Oh, shit, that person ain't never going to listen. They ain't never going to change. They're just like their daddy. They're just like this. They're just, they ain't a- no, no, this is a spiritual battle. And you have spiritual weapons at your disposal. Amen? Hallelujah to God. But you've got to believe it. Right? 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now look, you can read and, and read commentaries and do in the evil day. Some people are going to teach you, well, that's the day that Jesus comes and you know, pronounces the wrath or the evil. No. This is, I'm going to tell you something. In the evil day is when you are under attack. In the evil day is when you're recognizing the enemy is against you. When you've got everything. Anybody ever feel anything like that? Where nothing is going right. Where the thing that you're praying for the most is the thing that's being affected positively in the least. Anybody ever go through anything like that? <laughs> Welcome to the club. 
But look at what... See, this is... See, this is why I'm so encouraged. Because this is describing that. This is saying that in the middle of that, you have this power. You have this whole armor of God. You have defense and you have offense. Come on now. Is the mic on? Okay. Just want to make sure they're hearing me. I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm starting to break a sweat up in there. I feel like I am fighting. Hallelujah. Keep contending for the faith. And this is a spiritual battle. In the evil day, when it seems like it's all coming down on you, when it seems like nothing's going right, when it seems like it's all over, mm-mm, you've got the whole armor of God on, just keep standing. Because if you have... Listen, look, look at what it says. You have this shield of faith. So even when it's all up against you, even when it's looking bad, this shield of faith says something, doesn't it? Okay, you've got something to block and to bob and weave, baby, but stay behind the shield. There, oh, I love this. Having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So all of these things mean something and I won't go real heavy and hard into all of them. Above all, take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. See, it doesn't say just pray with all prayer and supplication. It says pray with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Capital S. So I, 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 I'm not going to stand here long and go into that long, but maybe the Lord will allow me next week. Because it also, we have that touched on it, when Jude says, uh, pray in your most holy, building up your faith, praying in your most holy, right? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about that in, if the Lord allows in the future. <clears throat> That's what it says in, in Jude 20, right? So we know, we'll talk about that later. But today... Having girded your waist with truth. This is the most important part of anything and everything that we is said here this morning that I can think of knowing what I've planned for, knowing how the Spirit has nudged me today. There's one truth. There's only one. So my brothers and sisters, if you don't believe that truth, then anything else that's said or done means nothing. And so now look, could you put up that other slide? Do you, did I give you a picture of the... Yeah, okay. See, I know that you guys, many of you guys have been in the Word for a long time. You've seen teaching and so on and so forth. I try to find something that would demonstrate what, you know, the most of what I'm going to say. This is the Roman... Remember, Paul, as he's writing this letter, he's, he's under arrest. He's, he's, he's on house arrest in Rome. He, he has a, a Roman soldier guarding him all the time. And he's ministering now to the Romans as well. But so he's, when he's writing this letter and he's describing this, he's got a picture right in front of him. And so my brothers and sisters, if you look at this belt, it's got things attached to it. The sword's attached to it. Look at there. In this particular rendering, there's a, looks like what looks like a canteen. But look at also that the, the breastplate is hooked to it on the bottom, kind of holding it in place. Do you see that? Do you notice how that, that's such an integral part of all, all of the armor. And I know that many of you have been in the Word of God for a long time. You've heard sermons like this before. And so I'm not going to go all that way, but I just want to tell you and emphasize, I really believe that... No, I, I know that I know that I know. What this says to us, period, is without truth, none of you have nothing else. The, the truth is everything. 
Because if, if I don't believe that this word is true, but yet it tells me that I have this, this shield of faith that's able to block all the fiery darts of the devil, but I don't know that this whole... Th- I have nothing. That means nothing. I've got to know that this is true. And all of it. And I can't pick and choose what I want to believe out of it and what I don't want to believe out of it. Because then I become God. Or now I'm depending on my intellect. Come on. Are you with me? And, you know, as Michelle would testify, that's my wife, y'all, as Michelle would testify, she doesn't want me to, to, to live my life be, uh, under the guidance of my own intellect. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad that many of you did not laugh, but some of you did, and that's why we have altar calls at the end of the service. No, I'm really, I want to know, I, I, really, I'm, I'm not trying to just, uh, you know, be flippant. Or I want to make sure that you're listening. I really believe this, and I know that there's other people in, in this room that believe this. I can't go by what I think is right. I, I, you see, I could be the, I, there are a lot of smart people in this room. There are. I know that there are a lot of high IQs in this room. I know that there are. But I don't care how smart you are. If, how many letters you have before or after your name, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You didn't write this. You didn't live this. You didn't create the earth. You didn't create the brain that you think is so smart right now. Come on, are you with me? But there is one who did. Right? And so that's the one that I want to pay attention to. And, and this is what he wants me to pay attention to. Amen? Come on. Isn't that awesome? And see, he didn't just send me a letter. He didn't just write a book and say, okay, here you go, here's the rules, let me see how... No! He went to the cross, he lived it out, went to a cross, bled and died, so that my sins could be forgiven, my sins could be covered, and now I can have a relationship with Him. And now in that relationship with Him, now I can understand what this really says. And now, not only am I just looking at some rules and regulations, I'm just looking at a lifestyle, I'm looking at the truth. And I have the truth now in me because He sent His Spirit to live in me. And now He's yoked up with me to go ahead and not just leave me, let's see how this works out. No, let's go. We're going to walk this walk together. Hallelujah! That's our Savior. That's our God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, look, the breastplate of righteousness. He, look, remember what we read together in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. So it doesn't matter who says what to you, if you are in Him, if you are a disciple of Christ, you are the righteousness of God. Yes. Come on. So you have the breastplate. But you have to believe that, listen, that the blood of Jesus has made you whole. You have to believe that the blood of Jesus has covered your sin. And not only that, that because of that blood of Jesus making you whole, just like I said a moment ago, now you're coupled with God. Now you're in the body of Christ. Not to live like you used to live, but now because of Christ in you. Now because of the relationship that you have with Him, now you are in Him and you are the righteousness of God in Him. No matter what anybody else says. If you are a disciple of Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Him. Amen? Hallelujah. That's truth. How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, it just it says it. It says it all over. I don't have to be smart. It says it. Amen? Hallelujah. 
Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you would be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Whatever is born of God, 1 John 5, 4, another one that we read together, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Our faith is able to overcome. We have the victory by our faith. So stand behind that shield of faith. And it doesn't matter what they're throwing at you. It doesn't matter what the enemy of your soul is throwing at you. It doesn't matter if you stand in faith. And it may, look it. Again, if you're contending for the faith, and you're not contending for anything else, but you're contending for the faith, and you're standing behind that shield of faith, all of those fiery darts, none of them will take you out. How do I know that? It says it. It says it. You know, and it says it's, they're quenched. The, the, the fiery darts are quenched. So that means they're on fire when they come, but they get put out when they hit the shield of faith. Amen. Come on. Amen. Quench the fiery darts. It's going to put them right out. Quenched. Done. Come on now. Man, you guys don't get quite excited. Maybe you don't have some of the issues that I have in my life. Maybe, 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 some, maybe one of you ought to be preaching. No, come on. We all, just by virtue of living in this world, that's why he said, endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. You're going to have it. But you got the shield. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 And this is important. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The helmet of salvation. You know what? Now again, listen. Remember, all in relation to the truth. The helmet of salvation. That's protecting my mind. My mind has changed now. I've got this helmet of salvation. Not a helmet just to protect my, my brain or even just my thoughts. Is it part of that? Yes, it is. But it's the helmet of salvation. It's the helmet... Listen, I'm, I've been delivered. Sal- salvation. So, so I've been delivered. I've been delivered from all of that. And now something's different. I think differently. Right? See, I say, I, what, do I, what am I thinking? My thoughts have changed. How, how, so what am I thinking different? Here? I, I'm, I'm thinking like Jesus. I, I'm following the teachings of Jesus now. I even know what the Old Testament means. How do I know that? I'm smart. No, because Jesus lived it and He taught it. The apostles said, this is what it said in the Old Testament and this is how it was played out in, the Christ, in Christ Jesus. Come on. I even can understand what the Old Testament says now. Why? Because I've got this helmet, I've got this mind. Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in you. Isn't that what the Scripture says? Somebody say amen. Amen. It says it in the Scripture. Here's something that we've been in in Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, you, you need to do it. See, see, too much in the Christian church now, in a modern church, we sit there, we, we have these, these great orators and they say this, and they say that, and it sounds good, and yes, and, and just, just believe it, just name it, just, just talk this way, and it's going to change. Well, if I'm talking the way you're talking, how do I know it's coming out of there? Come on. I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to say it, and it's going to happen that way, because God loves me, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, God loves you, and God loved them. But last time I checked, every one of them died a, a, a martyr's death. Well, that's just because they didn't have your faith. Really? They had more. Come on. Are, are you following me? Is this tracking with anybody? Is this tracking? My brothers and my sisters, this is important. I gotta, this mind that was in Christ Jesus has to be in me. And, it's, and it can't be where I'm going to go ahead and sit back and wait for things to happen. I've got to read what this Word says, understand it, and do it. 
Right? All right. Hallelujah. Truth. It's all about truth. And we're living... Right now, there's so much that's being... I, you, I could say it every week, and I will. Our children are being lied to. I mean, we're all being lied to. Don't get me wrong. But our children especially are being picked off by the enemy. Social media, TV, movies, all of this stuff, sporting events, all of it. It's all just preaching and teaching untruth. Halloween, I've decided I'm going to put my sign out this year, but I'm not going to sit out there. I'm, not going, to, my, I'm going to put the same sign out I have every year, but I'm not participating. I'll, put, I'll, I'll even maybe throw candy on the driveway, but I'm not going to sit there and hand out candy. I try to do it in a way that was, you know, I have my sign. It says, uh, Jesus loves you, 1 John 4, 9. And, and it, there have been positive responses to that, but yet I can't participate in that anymore. I really been, have been convicted. And, and here's what else I'm seeing. In our culture right now, there are more people that are decorating and making a fuss over Halloween than Christmas. Yes. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. It's getting more and more elaborate. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's indicative. That's telling you where the culture is, where it's going. Yep. Right? I believe the truth. I believe the truth. I believe that Jesus is God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He, I believe God took a body and He died for my sins and paid the price, fulfilled the Scripture, did everything that I couldn't do myself. And then just to make sure that we understood that it was real, He was the real deal. The same Spirit that now lives in me raised Him from the dead. And he, and he walked this earth for 40 days after that body. That same body that went in the tomb came out of the tomb. Yes. That same body came out. Not a different body. Nope. nope. That same body came out. Yes. And preached and taught. And then he said, when I go back, when I go up, I'm going to send Terry in Jerusalem because I'm going to send something. I'm going to send my spirit. I'm going to send the promise of the Father. I'm going to send the spirit of truth. And then you're going to be empowered yes. to understand what this says to remember everything I've taught you. You're going to be empowered. You're going, to have, you're going to have signs, wonders, and miracles following you. You're going to be able to be my witnesses all over the, all over the earth. But you've got to have my power. But we can't, my brothers and sisters, we, we can't play mental gymnastics in our own minds against the Word of God. If, if, if I said that right, are you with me? See, I have to have this helmet of salvation. I have to have this new mind which thinks the things that God thinks. That, that, are, you hear, are you hearing me? Not, not taking into consideration what, are, what is humanly possible. Not making human arguments against spiritual things. But looking at spiritual things and, care, and comparing them to spirit. Have this new mind. This mind, let me just give you f- some examples, okay? And, and it's all that we're familiar with, okay? The new mind. The new mind, which was, you know, the mind that was in Christ. The mind that said, okay, there's a man, our friend. He's very sick. His name is Lazarus. So, yeah, but Lazarus is sick, so the word comes to him. And so instead of going who he loved, instead of going right away, he waited one day. 
He waited two days. He waited three days. He waited four days. So that no one could say he was asleep, he was in a coma. That man was dead. But here's the mind of Christ. Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man came out of a tomb alive. That's not humanly possible. Even the man's loved one said, Lord, we wish you were here a little bit sooner. You could have healed him. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Do you believe in the red? I believe. I believe. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. That, that doesn't make sense. It can't be, it's not possible. Humanly, it's not possible. The same man, the same one, he's walking on the water. And one of his apostles, one of his disciples says, if that really is you, let me walk to you. Come on. That's not humanly possible. Now you have the Messiah, the prophet, the one who we know or we think is the one. That one, he's walking on water, but he's already opened up blind eyes. He's already turned water into wine. He's already done some of these things. But so, so he could do it, but if that's you, let me come to you. Come on! And what was not humanly possible was possible because that man took a couple steps. That man got out of the boat How many of you would have got out of the boat? He got out of the boat and he took a couple of steps. He was doing what was humanly impossible according to his mind, according to his thought, according to his physics. That's not possible. But he got out of the boat and he started to do it. But then the enemy of his soul, the enemy of your soul, the enemy of our soul showed him some circumstances and situations and remind him of his humanness and then he started to sink. Mental. Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in you. It's impossible. It's never going to happen. Keep confessing that and it won't. Yeah, but Tony, I heard you say it's not... No, 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 no. If you're confessing something, then you believe it. Oh, 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 oh. But not every time you confess something is it back with belief. So that's why I say before, you've got to make sure that whatever you're confessing is backed by this. If it's backed by this, you've prayed on it, it's the will of God, you confess it, it'll happen. I'll guarantee you that if you confess a negative, it will happen. Oh, you're just like your father. Well, if you don't like what his father was doing, just keep confessing it over him. See, oh, that's that's, that's, that's how that family is. Oh, those type of people are this way. Oh, those type of people are that way. Oh, please. Keep confessing that. Because I'm telling you that there's a different way. There's a different way. Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in you. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This helmet of salvation. This helmet, that's why it is a helmet of salvation. You've been delivered from all that. So it doesn't matter what your daddy did. If you're saved, it doesn't matter what he did. You've been delivered. Hallelujah! You've been delivered. (laughs) I'm going to read to you again from John chapter 17. This truly is the Lord's Prayer. I will begin in verse 14. 17, 14. This is Jesus praying. I've given them your word. 
And the, word has hate, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So now watch. I want to, t- I want to talk to you, church. I want to talk to you, body of Christ. Do you look more like Jesus, or do you look more like the world? Remember what I said to you a few weeks ago, right? I'm not going to stand here and say, if you get a bunch of tattoos, you get your ears pierced, you do this, you do that, you dress like them, that means that you're going to hell. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, if you dress like them, get tattoos like them, pierce your ears like them, pierce other things like them, if you do everything like they're doing, that might be indicating where your head is, where your heart is. So why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? What are you contending with? What are you contending for? Let's, let's go back to that. What are you contending with and what are you contending for? Come on. Verse 17. Sanctify them. Set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me. That's you and me. So look, the same thing that Jesus is praying on them, He's praying on us. And He's saying that we should be set apart by the truth. So now let me go back a half a page here. We're now in the the season of elections. And I, I was flipping the other day, I flipped through some channels, and I heard a politician say something that was such a bald-faced lie, I wanted to throw the remote right through the TV. It was such a lie. I mean, just, I mean, it wasn't even close. And then Michelle says, ah, why do you listen? But you know what? Half the people believe it. Approximately. You, you see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not getting political, so don't, it's the same thing that happens to our young people, to all of y'all, when you're, when you're on the, the social media and you're looking at this and you're, you're reading about that and you're hearing this and you're, and you're filling yourself up with all of these things that are not true. And it's amazing to me what people will believe, but they won't believe this. Amen. It's amazing to me. And then, you know, you, it doesn't take long. You could just pick up a, 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 anything and read anything. And if it has anything to do with what's going on in the world today, I'll guarantee you at least half of it's a lie. But so many believe it. But we have trouble believing this. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So we're to be set apart, separate for God. Listen, look, look, watch. Up here, watch, watch. What does that mean? I'm separated from the rest of the world. I'm living in the world. Remember, he said, I'm not going to take them out, but I want, I'm gonna, we, they got to be there, but I want them to protect it from the evil one. I, they're separate. They hated me. They're going to hate them. But what, what, what's the separation? Truth, the word, amen. That makes you, should be making us different from everybody else. So watch, so young people, 
Hear me. I know it's boring when you have this old gray-haired guy trying to talk to you. Hear me. Look it. It's going to cost you something. There are going to be people who think you're weird. There are going to be people who don't want to come near you. There are going to be people who are going to call you names. My brothers, my own brothers, my young sisters, that doesn't matter. Because God has set you apart, He will bless you. And in the end, there are going to be some of those very same people that are going to see the consistency of your life. And those will be the people, when they get into trouble, they're going to come to you. So you need to hang on. Because remember, at the end of what we talked about in six, in, in uh, Ephesians 6, it says that we're to pray with all prayer and supplication and keep our heads about us. And for the saints, we're to be praying for each other. We're to be loving on one another. I'm not going to be praying all prayer and supplication for myself. God protect me. Will I be praying for myself? You better believe it. Will I be praying for my church? You better believe it. Will I be praying? See, but I'm going to be praying for anybody and everybody who God has put in my atmosphere. Amen. Come on. And so it's incumbent upon me now, again, to make sure that I've been delivered. I'm contending for the faith. Right? Not according to my own old thoughts, but now according to this person that's been delivered and saved. And so now I'm contending for the faith. I'm having no more mental gymnastics about, oh, should I say this? What should I do with that? No, it's all about, okay, God, I'm contending for the faith. Even though it doesn't look this way, Lord, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to pray Your Word. Your Word says, this doesn't look good. That person has suffered with that ailment for years. That ailment has already taken a lot of people out. But God, but God, God is able to heal all Everyone, anyone, He is Jehovah Rapha. By His stripes we are healed. So I'm going to just stand on that right now, Lord, because Your Word says something different. Hallelujah. My young people, my kids, my grandkids, this, that, the other thing, they don't look like they're not acting saved. They're living out in the world. They're living like the devil. All right. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And your whole house will be saved. So I'm going to continue to live my life separated, sanctified by His truth. I'm not going to continue to have these mental gymnastics. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pray with all prayer and supplication. And I'm going to get on my knees for my kids, for my kids' kids, for your kids, their kids, everybody's kids. I'm getting on my knees and I'm saying, Lord, protect them. We've had those cry out in this church, haven't we? Come on. But, my, but, but it has to start here. Where? I have to make sure that I'm sanctified. That he's, I'm set apart by His Word. I can't just claim these things and not have that Word in my heart. That only works when I'm adhering to it. That only works. See, remember what we were talking about. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. And that whole thing, that Word, if you break that down, that is saying that there's this adherence to it. It's not just hearing a sound. It's about getting it down in you and adhering to it. That's what that's talking about. I understand this thing. I'm applying this thing. So that's the only way. I'm applying this thing and now I'm set apart. Now I look totally different. Oh, come on. Now I'm in that place where I can make all prayer and supplication. I've got some word. Man, that, it looks bad. I have hope. Why? Because of Christ. Because of Christ. Listen, if, if, he, if, you, if He raised people from the dead, there is no disease on earth that He can't heal. Amen. 
Does that mean everybody's going to get healed? No. But there's hope. There just is hope. I, I have hope. You have hope. If he could take a prostitute. Come on. Someone or someone caught in adultery and forgive them. Change their life. He could take one who and he he appeared first to those women, one of which was a prostitute. He appeared when he rose from the dead. Come on. They were part of his inner circle. When he appeared to humans after he rose from the dead, she was one of the first ones that saw him. So it doesn't matter what you've done, what your kids have done, what this one has done, what your cousin's uncle's bought. doesn't matter. Amen. We have hope. Jesus, Jesus can deliver them just like He delivered all of those from the Old Testament, from the New Testament. Faith. Faith. With all prayer and supplication. Contend for the faith. Keep contending for the faith. Keep contending for the faith. Keep contending for the faith. Stand in the gap for your loved ones. Stand in the gap for your friends. Stand in the gap. Know that you know that you know that there is always hope in Christ Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now we'll go back to 2 Timothy, right? In 2 Timothy, remember verse 3, Therefore you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. No one engaged in the warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier. Are you there? Do you see that? Do you see what he's saying? See, that's part of my problem. That's part of our problem. See, we, we're, we're enlisted as a soldier. We're fighting for him. We're, we're in this battle and we're contending for the faith, but we keep going back and getting tangled up in the world. Right? When, when we do see problems with our... our I'm, I'm just saying this. Guys, guys, if you have children, I'm not preaching to you. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. I just know that that's one of the, my heart. When I was raising kids, that was one of the, the things that affected me and Michelle the most uh, was our kids. And, and then now, then later on, our kids' kids. And, and so that's big. Or it might, it might be this. You know, a job. A sibling. Any, any relationship with another human being. It might be those things that are just absolutely tearing you up inside. You have a loved one who is not born again and you know that they're living like the devil and you know that time is running short. You want to see them saved. Or you have you know, just problems with some people around you. you know, they just don't like who you are. And so we have these, these mental gymnastics. And so instead of us thinking about it on an intellectual level, I'm going to go ahead and solve this. I said to the church on... Um, Wednesday, I think it was. You know, it's amazing what humans try to do. We're going ahead and we're going to solve racism by racism. We're going to go ahead and solve poverty by taking money from some people and giving it to somebody else. You do, that's not how it works. You, you, that's already been proven that that doesn't work. But we're continuing to do that. See, we can't then as Christians entangle ourselves in, with the world and start doing those things that seem right to humans. Is anybody, do I lose anybody just then? No, no, I'm looking at that scripture. No one engaged in warfare, in the spiritual warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him. So does that mean that I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and totally be devoid? Okay, Michelle, uh, I'm tuning out. Uh, I'm not going to work anymore. I can't be concerned with the affairs of this life. Yes, what, Michelle said, get a job. No, he's not saying that you shouldn't work anymore, you shouldn't participate socially. You have to. Remember what Jesus prayed in 17. I'm not taking them out of the world, but they're going to live separately. 
I'm not, what, what, come on. See, so this is what it's saying. We can't get tangled up back in it. We can't go ahead and live like they live, do what they do. Merge with the culture. It can't happen. Why? We've been sanctified by His Word, by His truth. Amen? Okay, so now you're a good soldier. You're fighting this warfare. Don't get tangled back in it. That's why it looks like you're losing sometimes. Because you start figuring it out on your own. You're having these mental gymnastics. And so instead of having these mental gymnastics and then contending for the faith, having that mind that was in Christ, you start thinking like a human again. Come on. And you start putting human solutions. You start thinking according to what Dr. So-and-so said or Mrs. So-and-so. Blah, 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 blah. No. What about what Dr. Jesus said? Amen. Come on. Come on. Oh, this is good preaching. I don't care what any of you. Some of you just sitting there like you. This is good preaching. This is truth. This is truth. So look, it doesn't matter where you are. You may have raised your kids already. You may have not have no kids in your house. No kids. It, it, it might not be that. It might be something else. It might be just where you're working at the workplace that you are. You might be having problems with or difficulties with other people around you. It, it, but it doesn't matter. You're sanctified. You're separate. Have this mind that was in Christ. Do it His way. And don't get tangled up. Oh man, do you, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me because humans are this way. Uh, there's always the gossip and all the little stuff that's going around. Okay? In offices, in places of business, anywhere. And there's always, even in families, this family member will call up that family member and say, oh, did you, hear, did you see what he was wearing? Did you, see what, did you hear what that heifer said? You know, stop it. Stop it. Stop. Don't get entangled up in that. See, I know some of you are laughing and all that because you know what I just said is true. Right? But we're human and then we, we, that's what happens. We start getting entangled. Or someone does say something you know, behind our backs and we find out about it. And then we're going to go ahead and keep the wheel. No. Listen. Forgive. On the spot. Whatever they didn't ask. Doesn't matter. Forgive. Forgive. Forget it. They can't do anything to you anyway. That's just a fiery dart that the devil's thrown at you. Stand behind. Come on. Stand behind that shield of faith, babe. Stand behind the shield of faith. Because now if you get involved in that, guess what? Those fiery darts ain't quenched. They just keep burning, baby. They'll just keep burning. So you go ahead and you hold up that shield of faith. You stand on what Jesus said and not what they're saying. And guess what? Eventually those fiery darts go out. Come on. That's good stuff right there. Somebody should have wrote that down. I'm telling you, that was, that's good. And that's what will happen when we go ahead and continue to give ear to that. We, we go ahead and we react to that. I'm going to say it like the Bible says. Uh, we go ahead and we get entangled in the affairs of this life. When we start entangling ourselves in those things, then our power is nullified. Come on. We just, we got the shield of faith over here, but we're standing out here. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm going to leave. I'm, I've been preaching a little while. I'm going to leave on this. I've been meditating on this scripture for a long time. And so today, I thought that the Holy Spirit wanted me to bring it to you, so I'm going to bring it to you. In Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. What did he just say? The preparations of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. You know what that means? I really believe in my heart this is what this means. You could think what you want, but God has the final say-so. 
I really believe in my, that's what this is saying. Man, you can believe anything you want, and you, anything you want, but God is going to have the final say so. His word has already been established. So if you want to know what God thinks about anything or what he's going to say about anything, you got the truth. There it is. And it doesn't matter again who says what this stands. Amen? So then look at verse 2. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. See, I think that everything I'm doing is okay. Right? Or there may come a point, hey, I'm doing everything right, but it's just not working out. But the Lord weighs the spirits. See, I'm doing everything that the Scripture is telling me to do, but you're not doing it with a good heart. Your heart's not really in it. You're just going through the motions. Come on. Hallelujah. Who was it? Uh, Amaziah? Was it king? Help me out, Luke. Amaziah, who did was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a pure heart. He was one of the kings. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a pure heart. It didn't work out. He had, then he got a word from the Lord and it helped him for a while, but his heart was never pure. So he ended up failing. My brothers and my sisters, it doesn't matter what you think and, 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 it, and it, God has the final say so. And I don't know why this is happening right now. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter what you think. God has the final say so. And it doesn't matter. Listen, and it doesn't matter if you say, well, uh, you know, my understanding, you know, Pastor Tony said this or Pastor so-and-so said that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Yeah, but God is going to see on the inside what your heart is really like, what your spirit is really like. What, what is the purpose and goal behind what you're doing? Are you there? That's what that scripture means. But now look at this. Commit your works to the Lord. I'm, my life is the Lord's. I'm committed to the Lord. How I live, how I walk, whatever I do, I want to be all about the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord. Look at what it says, and your thoughts will be established. You know what that that means? If you're committing your works to the Lord, those things that you're planning will happen. Delight yourself in the Lord, Psalm 37. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Very similar. Very similar. Do you you see that? So so my brothers and my sisters, well, I tried this, and I tried that, and I and I was good, and I and I didn't say any bad words for a whole month, and I and I didn't you know uh, didn't argue with my sister, and I didn't answer my parents back, or I, I didn't argue with my husband, and I you know every time a pretty girl walked down the street, I looked the other way. I did all of this stuff. That's just stuff. God is looking at what's in your heart, and here's what He's looking for. Says even see she knows. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I've gone a little bit long, so I'm going to just keep this pretty short and sweet. I want to ask you, listen, you've been praying for something. And this, you know that this message was for you. Please, um, don't be embarrassed. Come up here. Let's pray together. Anybody. Come on, let's pray. There's women and men that will pray with you. Come up here. I'm here. Come on. I can't believe this. I'm the only one that this message ministered to. I'm the only one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Hallelujah. Where's Michelle? 
Hallelujah. You pray? Michelle, come over here. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Hallelujah. 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 Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you now, trusting and believing in your word. Lord, I know that this word means everything to me and some of the people in this circle. This word is a word in season. So Lord, help us, Father, to have faith. Grow our faith that we may receive this word. That we may be empowered by this word. And Lord, Holy Spirit, we commit all that we are in this moment to you. We need your help. So Lord, help us in the days ahead that when we leave here, that this word is in our hearts. Lord, that when we walk, we walk according to your word. Lord, thank you for separating us by your truth. Thank you, Lord, for revealing more truth in us. So now in Jesus' name, we give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. We thank you for your truth. Father, let us meditate on your truth. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Father, we, we are sealed with your truth. Father, in this season, let us meditate on your word. Let it go down deep inside of us, Lord. Lord, let it touch us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Lord, we commit all that we are to you, Lord. In this moment, Lord, in this moment, we admit that we are weak, but in our weakness, you're strong. So be strong in us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Strengthen us, Lord, with the power of your might. Touch us, Lord, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Give us everything that we need right now, even now, as we put our faith and our trust in you. Lord God, touch us. Lord God, give us some... Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we would receive your salvation. Father, your deliverance like we haven't before. Father, let it be deeper. Let it be so deep, Lord, that we understand something that we didn't understand before. Father, that all the cords from the past are now broken. Father, every chain broken now in Jesus' name. Every chain broken now in Jesus' name. Every chain broken. Free from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you believe it, it will be. Why? Not because I said so, and not because it sounds good, because it's His Word. Amen? His Word. His Word. Amen? His Word. His Word is eternal. His Word will never fail. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. I wish I could. I wish I had a voice. I wish I had a voice. Father God, I wish I had a voice. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I do lift my voice. Father, I worship You. Hallelujah. I give You all the honor, glory, and praise. Lord, I pray that anybody and everybody under the sound of my voice right now, whether they've come up here or not, Lord, that Holy Spirit, that You'll go with them and that You will remind them, that You will touch them. Father, that conviction will come where conviction needs to come. Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in Thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great day. And I'll see some of you later.